Welcome to the Slighted Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Nicole. Today, I am interviewing my first female magician. Woohoo! Her name is Elizabeth Messick, and she is a part of a uh, magic duo uh, called Mystiki, which she will talk more about in the interview. And not only that, she is also a singer. So um, we are going to link on our Facebook to and on our website to her um, Instagram and YouTube so you can check her out um, and look at her videos. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into this interview. So to start us off, thanks so much for joining us. I'm very excited to get to talk to you. I'm excited too. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and um, so I kind of, in order to prepare, I looked you up and I saw that not only are you a magician, but you also do some singing as well. Yeah, yeah, I've been in band since I was uh, 16 years old, and I, um, uh, my band Golden Afternoon, we were together since 2010, and we kind of, we didn't split up, but I moved to Los Angeles for an ex-boyfriend, well, boyfriend at the time, okay. and then they all live in Orange County, and it's it's a bit far, and so the music kind of just dwindled away, and then I discovered magic instead, and I realized this is more of a... A passion of mine. Uh, I, I did it as a, as a kid, but um, of okay. magic. Uh, and then I, yeah, figured out a way to kind of combine the two. Nice. And so, when you perform, do you mix in singing with the magic, or is it mostly just magic? Um, yeah, I, I like to mix in singing with magic. Okay. Um, I don't do it very much right now because I'm in a magic duo called Mystiki, and um, a lot of times it's just us dancing or or talking, but for my own solo stuff, I have two pieces where I sing and do magic, and I would like to do more. It's really fun. It's just difficult to find a piece where I can do that, because you're um, constantly having to think about what you're doing with your hands, or I don't always, if I have a microphone, it's like, it gets in the way of doing magic, which I learned um, so I tend to like to do songs that people know, so I don't have to use a microphone. It's like, they yeah. know this song, so I'll sing it and they'll get the gist. But, um, yeah, I really want to do more singing and magic and I want to figure out a way to incorporate it into my duo act as well. Okay. Mystique. That's awesome. That would also be like, that would set you apart. Cause I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. It's, it's rare, but I, I've seen it a few times, um, this is, I kind of like started doing it on my own, and then I, um, when I started doing it, I noticed, oh, that person does it, and that person does it. Uh, Liberty Larson, who, uh, whose family uh, founded the Magic Castle, she's amazing. Oh. She's a fourth generation magician, and she sings okay. and and does magic as well. And that's cool. Um, yeah, she's a beautiful singer, and we actually um, sing together uh, sometimes. Uh, we do like Irish folk music, but we don't involve magic in it at all. Okay. Well, different kind of magic. I think singing's so wonderful. And magic. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So do you get chances then, since you live in LA, to perform at the Magic Castle and stuff? Um, so I am performing there in November. Um, okay. I forget the date. It's like November 17th or something like that. Um, it's for uh, an Edgar Allan Poe themed night. I forget the name, the official title. 
But um, that's going to be my first time actually like being on a bill and performing at the Magic Castle. But um, I've never done a week there, but my uh, partner Simone and I are going to audition to perform at the Magic Castle. And our um, goal is to perform there in 2018. And we're pretty... uh, dedicated and uh we yeah we hope we can you know pass the audition and um yeah we just haven't auditioned for it yet but I I do perform there quite quite often as an impromptu magician there are have you been to the magic castle yes just one time yeah do you remember that there were a bunch of impromptu tables uh where magicians Mm -hmm. yeah I like to do that it's it's really good practice um, but I honestly, I just perform at a lot of different comedy shows. Okay. Uh, that's, cool. That's, yeah. Cause there aren't like magic venues. Like there are comedy venues, you know, there's comedy venues right, all over right. Los Angeles, but there are some magic venues, but they're very far and few between. And, uh, so yeah, it's good practice. <laughs> yeah. And I forget too about how the whole, you know, having to, um, put together an audition, which I, I know I emailed this to you, but we had a bunch of users like submit some questions. And so I think this first question really would kind of fit in with what we're talking about. Um, cause someone asked, uh, how do you take your magic to the next level? So, um, what are the steps you take as a hobbyist towards going professional and making money from your skill? That's a great question because I'm figuring that out right now. Um, as I told you earlier, uh, I'm a receptionist at a place called mm-hmm. Super Deluxe, and they're very supportive of my magic. They're letting me take off 10 days to go to Sweden, and they're letting oh, me wow. take off a week to go to Magic Live in August, and uh, or little days here and there. Um, and I just, by word of mouth, I started uh, telling people, you know, hey, I can do magic for your party, or I can do magic for your kids. And just by people trusting me, I started, you know, uh, doing a few birthday parties, and I recently made a website, and I'm totally, like, you know, not professional yet, but I have made some money, and so when people, I think it's kind of like that thing, fake it till you make it. If you believe Mm -hmm. that you're a magician, you're going to become a magician. You just, you know, have to be confident about it. Um, So when people ask what I do, I tell them, I'm I'm a magician, or... I'm a, a magician at Super Deluxe. I'm the, the official magician there. I, do mag- I sit at the front desk and I do magic for anyone who comes in and will watch. Um, so I don't know if that answers the, qu- the, the question. So the question is how to become like professional and take it to the next like as you Yeah, and you, I mean, you're talking about how you're in that process right now. Yeah. Um, which is cool because like, I'd love to hear more about that process. Like, for example, you had mentioned Mystiki, right? Is that yeah. the name? Yeah, Miss Okay, Tiki. so so how did that form? And then do you guys, have you guys done some shows together? Yes. Oh, my God. I love our story. So um, we started together, and we're in it together. Um, we both started magic as kids. Um, I was really into Harry Potter as a, as a <laughs> child, and I wanted to live like Harry Potter. So I did magic from, like, ages like eight and nine to like 12 and she was very similar and we both quit you know at a very young age and it wasn't until um January of 
2015, yeah, in January of 2015, my partner's name is Simone Turkington. She's amazing. Um, she, uh, I used to babysit for her. My, um, she was on my ex-boyfriend's podcast network, so she has a podcast called Don Teeny, and I always thought she was really cool. Anyway, so I Wait, said, what is it called? Don Teeny. I feel like I've heard of this. With, with who? Uh, with a friend? It's with a friend, yeah. I think her name's Stephanie? Stephanie? Yeah. Oh my god! I know about that! That's so random. Sorry, that's through Twitter. That's so awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's so I, cool, Oh my gosh, actually. that's so... I, to tell I was like, I'm never... Yeah, I'm never gonna forget that name of that podcast because Don't it's just cheating. so... <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's, that's crazy. Amazing. Okay. So, um... Small yeah, so world like, connection right there. Really small world. That is really crazy. <laughs> so, uh, I started babysitting for her and um, my boyfriend at the time was like, you guys have a lot in common. You know, you're both into Harry Potter, you're both into Tiki... Uh, you're both into the Legends of the Hidden Temple, and uh, so then we got to talking, we're like, damn, we do have a lot in common, and it, um, her birthday uh, in January of 2015, we were just on the dance floor, and I think, she, yeah, she was the one who was like, oh, we should start a, a duo, a magic duo, and she was kind of kidding, like, but also kind yeah. of serious, and I took it so seriously, because, you know, she's a mom, and she's married, and uh, she has, like, a great life, but here I am, like, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life, that sounds fun, and then, uh, I went to the Magic Castle shortly after that, met a bunch of magicians, and was, like, just trying to figure out how to become a magician, and then, uh, we were welcomed really easily, and really fast, and we started taking classes, I think, in April of that year, and then, mm -hmm. uh, I think we took three magic classes, and then I quit my job, and uh, I saved a bunch of money to record an album, and I used that money to take magic classes and quit my job and, like, kind of just live for a while and learn magic, and now it's been almost two and a half years, and I don't want to ever look back. I want to keep going forward, and Simone and I um, have, um, most of my shows I do performing with her. So, uh, it's rare that you see us by ourselves, but it's great because we were both a little bit afraid to start magic, but doing it together really helped, uh, with our confidence because we're both a little, you know, a little insecure, not, not too confident, but it's definitely boosted our confidence. Her husband told me that he's never seen her so happy in his life. Like when she became a member of the magic castle, uh, I became a member in September that year and she became a member in December that year and um yeah uh, so we've been doing it together and now uh we're confident enough to do it alone as alone as well and she recently um opened up for Gaz from Supergrass I don't know if you know that band okay that's like her that's dream cool gig. yeah and wow we're opening up for for amazing people um and we're we have just so much support so yeah my, I guess the answer to your question is yes, we do perform shows together. Yeah. Most of our shows are together. Uh, yeah. Because it's like and very rare to see a female duo. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that like it's already rare to be a woman in magic and then more so to see a duo. Like I've not, I can't actually think of an example off my head. Like this is like the first time I think I've heard of that. So I think that's really cool. You guys offer something so unique. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's really it's really fun. We we feel very like special. We're like we're so special. <laughs> this we've never heard of this before. Um, and she's great and she's you know a really good friend of mine and we're always laughing and uh yeah I'm just so happy that I I found magic in my life it's so great so I mean we haven't been doing it for that long but it feels right so yeah for those of you listening you should become magicians especially if you're a woman (laughs) seriously we we definitely need those for for sure why so if you were to guess, like, why do you think there's so few women that get into magic? Why is it? It's so odd when you think about it that it's just like 99% men. Yeah, I believe, I think, I think the number is like 5% women, 95% yeah. men, something like that. Um, we have a group at the Magic Castle called the Women Magicians Association, Mm-hmm. And we get together once a month and talk about, uh, you know, what we're doing in our lives. We watch each other perform. Um, it's And it's it sucks that we have to have a support group. Yeah. Uh, you know? I mean, it's awesome that we have it, but the, the fact that we have to have it is like that, you know. It's, it's um, um, I was, I've been trying to figure that out myself. I've asked multiple people, and I think it just comes down to you know, being raised as, like, a little girl, like, you know, little girls should like this, little boys should like this. I don't know, because it's a very feminine kind of thing. I mean, it's not even, it's not that's, well, masculine, yeah. but, but it's very beautiful. That's Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, is that it's one of those things that it is really surprising how male-dominated, because it is, first of all, magic is still a smaller, small, you don't find many, generally speaking, right? Like people that are into it. Um, Mm -hmm. but then after I've gone with my brother, so I, I'm more of like a magic, what do I say? A magic enthusiast. I don't really perform. I've learned some magic tricks and I've definitely performed here and there just a little bit like in small settings, but then I'm like, you know, this really isn't for me. It's not what I'm passionate about as a performer, but I enjoy being a part of the world. But as I go with him to conventions, I'm like, this real like, it is hard to find a woman here, and I just find it odd because so like crazy. certain <laughs> certain like certain times when you see like performances with a lot of like card flourishes, it seems feminine almost, and you think, yeah. and like you want. Sometimes I feel like you want smaller hands in order to be able to be, like, nimble with the cards. You think there'd be more girls. It's so odd to me. It's so odd to me, too. There are just some of the most beautiful little gimmicks and pieces and rings. Like, you know, the linking rings or uh, the Mm -hmm. finger ring or... um, you know, or I've heard a lot of stories where a guy is like, oh, I'm using my wife's ring, you know, earrings. I'm like... Why are these all so feminine? It's like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, everyone should be able to do magic. Um, I, yeah, if you can answer that, or if someone uh, listening <laughs> could answer that for me, that would be awesome, because right. I quit magic because it felt, li- like, boyish to me when I was a little girl, and I hate that I think that, or that I thought that. Now I'm like, no, everyone should do it. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah uh, I'm so I'm sorry that I can't really answer that question. 
No, no, it's fine. It's one of those things that I think is odd just because I tend to, I have been drawn to more male dominated like sports. Like for example, I'm a very avid rock climber. Um, but so it was like 30 years ago, it was like 90% men, like 10% women that were into it. And now it's becoming way more common. Like when I go to the rock gym, I see easily, there are days when it's closer to 50, 50 or like even 30, 40 or sorry, that's amazing. bad math, 30, 70, right? <laughs> okay. and, oh, I, yeah, I didn't even catch yeah, that. And, and so I, I, I think, you know, people can easily answer that of like, well, people assume with rock climbing, it's upper body. So, uh, you know, you'd think girls wouldn't get into it. So it's weird that I see so many girls that rock climb and then not with magic. So it's, I don't get it. I, it's bizarre. Yeah. I've done rock climbing a few times. My, another ex-boyfriend of mine used to do it all the time. And I, I just, it was too difficult. And he, I remember he broke his foot doing it. And I'm like, this is oh my so God. scary. But that's, that's awesome that you do rock climbing. It's very yeah. great of you. <laughs> and do your, do your fingers, uh, do you have like a lot of calluses on your fingers and stuff from doing yes, it? I, yeah. Yes, I, yes, I do. That's yes, awesome. I definitely do. <laughs> Yeah, which I will say my brother does uh, performs magic as well as rock climbs, so and he sometimes he works hard to protect his fingers, though. He's always like, I gotta yeah. be careful. Do you so. uh, rock climb indoors or, or outdoors? I, I know that there's a difference between the one where you're chained onto something and then the mm-hmm. free rock climbing. Which one do you do? I do all of those things that you listed. Oh, I, so awesome. I live <laughs> So I live in Florida, so I'm primarily in a rock gym because it's flat in Florida, but uh-huh. I take trips to climb outdoors. Nice. So I try I try and get outdoors as much as possible cuz it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember so. when I was dating that guy rock climbing, I you know, I when I was younger, I kind of lost my identity depending on who I dated, so I was like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm a rock climber now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I yeah, realized no, that shouldn't be it. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's easy for that to happen, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump back into a question. Well, first, before I ask this question, um, have you ever or, or do you ever do any street performing? Oh, no, that sounds really intimidating. <laughs> it, <laughs> so, but uh, you... Okay, so, well, this question has to do with that, but at the same time, like, I think you can still answer it, because I don't think it's about being on the street, because it, it, it said, what are your, like, what are your picks for the kind of tricks you do over and over again on the street in the summer, which I think really is kind of like, I don't think it matters whether or not you're doing it street performing. You okay. work as a so receptionist, about- so you have, yeah, yeah. what's your go-to, like, yeah. Um... I think, uh, just, you know, a deck of cards, doing any, any, mm-hmm. uh, borrowed deck card trick. Um, although mm-hmm. I don't really prefer to do cards, but it's just the easiest thing to have out or, or sometimes mm-hmm. coins. Um, I prefer to do, to do magic in a controlled environment where there's a stage like parlor magic, but yeah, okay. I think any, any, uh, borrowed deck card trick, um, would probably be it. But knowing me, I do like to carry a lot of really pretty magic effects in my bag, especially because I work at them at work. And so I'll mm-hmm. pull out this box with like these gems in it and be like, all right, here's some impromptu magic. <laughs> I just happen <laughs> to have this box on me. Um, yeah, so I'm not the 
best person to ask about that because I'm I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure mm-hmm. out what to do. But yeah, just classic cards. Uh, Classics, yeah. To the trick, to the trick, or sometimes, um, like so, I do gypsy thread a lot, and I always okay. have, um, not always, but a lot of the times I'll have a, a, the gypsy thread in my bag, and uh, that's like the only piece of magic I'll have on me. So I'm like, okay, I'll do magic for you, but I'm gonna have to sing to you, and so that's always a little <laughs> bit awkward and fun because it's like how I. But yeah, I'm. But I bet you've got a great voice, so I bet it's awesome. Oh, thanks. Do you actually, do you have YouTube videos of either you performing or singing? Yes, and I have my music. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I need to get songs. that from you. Thanks. I want to link that for this so Thank that people you. can I think check that, it out. That would be great because I've been neglecting all my songs and stuff lately. And my mom uh, called me the other day. She's like, Elisa. I really miss you singing, and she, uh, yeah, she, she's Hispanic, so she has this, like, cute little accent, but she's like, I really think you should get into singing again, and she sounded really sad about it, like, because she's yeah. just thinking back, and I'm like, I gotta do it for my mom, and actually, one of my songs is named after her, it's called Aww. Mirna's Revenge. That's awesome. She always has some sort of revenge on her mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you say she's yeah, Cuban? She's she's Honduran, yeah. So she's got oh Honduran, gotcha. She has she has a spice to her, <laughs> and yeah, she's adorable. But um, anyway, so yeah, thank you for linking my music. I think uh, my mom would really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, let's see what other questions we have. Um, have you? Do you ever do any kind of? tricks uh that that leave the spectators with like a souvenir like the bent coin oh the bent coin um no because i don't have enough money to do that yet Uh um i used to do like signed cards and stuff but Mm -hmm. uh you know yeah not yet but i eventually want to i was kind of um working on some like fork bending and mentalism, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for for the time being, not yet. But I eventually not yet. want to. Yeah, but you do um, want to. Do you think that's like a good idea? Like, it seems like a good idea that if you leave a souvenir, then they have something to remember you. To remember, yeah, yeah to like help it stick in their brain. So I feel like that's probably a really good idea. It's definitely a good idea. I wanted to do coin bending, but I just wasn't strong enough. it's really really difficult but um there is this other technique that I learned that is much easier uh that I eventually want to do so what it's like five cents a trick you know Mm -hmm. so I'll kind of add that math up and see if my receptionist uh money can afford that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no that's that whoever said that that's a that's a great question because I think every magician should eventually do that. Yeah. I mean, and then you also did say that you, you do tend like you're, yes, you perform at your job, but your, your style of magic is more like parlor style rather than like close up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love performing and then wearing like beautiful costumes and having mm-hmm. really great props and stuff, uh, and having music 
yeah, I, I really like that a lot. Um, but I also like doing close-up um, where it kind of feels like you're in a, par in a parlor. Like I said, I have, you know, these little, like, magic boxes and stuff. Um, it's just so difficult to perform these because you don't always have the opportunity to do that. So, yes, right. I do close-up because it's just easy to do. But I want mm -hmm. um, I love telling, like, stories and stuff. And I love fairy tales. And you can't just really do that impromptu as much. Right. I just want to like right, right. see something disappear or have me <laughs> Yeah. I love fairy Well, tales. I'm glad though that I'm, <laughs> Sorry. I'm excited that back. I'm talking to someone that's in, that does a lot of like stage or parlor magic. Cause I think everyone up until now, no, there was one other person before you, but we talked to Trig Watson last week who does stage magic on a cruise ship. But oh, nice. he was the first, so you're like our second person that does stage and isn't like, you know, just like a primarily a card magician, you know, where it's like close up and stuff. Oh so. yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. Crazy. Which I was like, we got, we got to do that. We got to, we got to bro broaden her horizons and not be just close up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for uh, card magicians who can do all those flourishes and stuff. I don't think I'll ever mm -hmm. be that good because I'm so, so, I love being so social that I would rather like go out and dance than yeah. have a flourish <laughs> or I'd rather like sit down and talk to a friend and kind of figure out a story, uh, then, then yeah. But I, I probably should learn some more, some more flourishes and stuff, but, uh, because it does establish credibility, but also what I've noticed is if you do flourishes for audience members, they're like, oh, this person's a magician, they're going to obviously trick me. But if you kind of seem like you're one of them, I think it's sometimes it's more impressive because it's like, oh, she's, mm -hmm. she's one of me, she can't shuffle, and yet she did some magic. Yeah, I uh, could so see that working. <laughs> like yeah. if you're like doing a bad shuffle and then all of a sudden amazing magic, you're going to be like, wait, I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of done both, and, I, and I've and i noticed, at least for my personality, um, people like it more when I'm kind of, like, insecure about the magic, and then mm -hmm. once the magic happens, they're like, oh. But I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out that character, but apparently people like that, and I'm actually just insecure already. It's not even a character. <laughs> it's like... Oh my god, is it gonna work? And then it <laughs> usually does, and I'm always surprised. Like, ah, it's scary <laughs> to perform magic. But yeah, absolutely. A, yeah, it's it's so fun though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so funny that you kind of brought up character because we had like a whole podcast where we talked about character development and how like some people their character is already like their own personality, but maybe, like, they amplify it a little bit, where some people are, like, a totally different person. So it sounds like when you're performing, like, for, like, close-up, it's kind of, like, who you are already. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me that you're, like, oh, is this gonna work? And then you're, like, oh, it did, thank God. And, like, I and feel like that not would even be like, so... It's not even me acting. Yeah, like, you're, it's, <laughs> yeah, but I love the idea of watching a magician being, like, Oh, good, great. Like, I would just enjoy it so much more. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been getting. But it's just when I do close-up is when it... Because on stage, it's easier to be a different person. Because uh, you're mm -hmm. not seeing the people so close. And I'm usually in an outfit. I have my music. I have my script. 
but at first mm-hmm. moment, up close when I can see them, I'm like, oh god. So yeah, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I guess it works. I don't know. Yeah. So you're probably a different person on stage a little bit. Yes, definitely. But I, I like <laughs> to kind of still keep it a little, a little goofy. Do you know who Rob Zabrecki is? Yes. Okay. Yes, some. Um, a little bit. Yeah. He is, um, for those of you listening, if you don't know who he is, look him up right now. He was originally um, a rock star. He was in Possum Dixon in the 90s. And he is uh, you know, a magician now. And he's not only my favorite magician, he's probably my favorite performer of all time. He has this character. This character's perfect. It's so um, like macabre and Dada-esque and mm-hmm. just everything that I want in my life and um so I'm very inspired by him he's a parlor magician and um yeah his his character's great and when you meet him in person he's uh kind of has a little bit of that in him but he's, he's like really sweet and very approachable um so I That's guess really yeah cool. my point is uh yeah his, his character is like is perfect and I just want to uh, yeah he inspires me to kind of create my own little imaginary person man so that you can have that yeah yeah, because you've been inspired totally I want someone to see my character and and have me you know I don't know if I'll ever inspire anyone but um man that's so he's so great uh have you seen him perform live I have not I do not think so no I have not okay if he ever now yeah yeah LA yeah or if you're ever in LA or if he's ever in Florida Please go see him. Okay, for sure. I mean, I definitely, like, I will make that happen now. Like, I have people I have to see, so that's going to be one of them. And I have only heard good things about him, so that yeah, sounds he's awesome. Yeah, by every, everybody. Does he, wait, does he live in L.A.? Like, perform a lot in L.A.? Or Yeah, yeah, he lives in Los Angeles. I, I okay. believe he's, I believe he's a native Angelino. Uh, I don't know if he was raised here, but I know that, yeah, he lives here. Okay, cool. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Orange County, 15-minute drive away from Disneyland. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. So not not a big move for you then, right? That's close to... No, but it still was a big move because I'm so, uh, you know, I was just my parents' little girl and kind of like... Oh, okay. Dependent on them. So when I moved to the city, <laughs> it was a big deal. But nah, it, it's God. fine. It's, it's cool. I'm glad I did. How, how long of a drive is it to like go home to visit family? Oh, for, 45 minutes. It's not even, it's not a big deal at all. It's, I'm always so embarrassed when, when I tell people that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it was a big move for me. No, that's sweet. <laughs> that's sweet. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have twin brothers who are graduating uh, in June, and then I have my older sister, who's, I don't know how old she is, I think she's 32, um, okay. but yeah, my little brothers are going to be 18, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to get them into magic. Not successful, though? You know, they, they, they're more, okay, I think they think I'm cool because of my boyfriend, because uh, he's a comedian, and so, and they see him on some things, and they're like, that's so cool, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Yes. Uh, the magic thing, the magic thing too, um, I, I like to impress them and like, I'm going to Sweden, I'm going to do some magic there. And they're like, that's awesome. So 
Hopefully. Wait, actually, I want to. I want to know about that. What's so? What's the story with Sweden? Um, my friend Hannah Gunther, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I met her. I think I know who that is. Yeah, I met her at Magic Live last year. Uh, well, actually, no, I met her at the Sisters of Mystery, which was a a day retreat right after Magic Live. It was all women, and um, it was okay. really awesome. So it was at uh. Jeff McBride's house, and I met her there. Oh, I heard about this. Did yeah. Simone host it? Okay, oh, yeah. I think so. I, I think her name was Simone. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, so I met her there, and then we got to talking on Facebook, and she was just like, hey, you should come to Sweden, and I'm like, I can't afford it, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, I have uh, you know, miles for a reason. And then I just went, I, I bought the ticket and I'm going in June and, uh, nice. you know, stay at her house and, um, we're going to, she's like, bring your magic and I'm going to bring my magic and she's going to introduce me to the magic world there. And, uh, shout out to Hannah and Swedish magicians. I am very excited. And then another, um, magic friend of mine who lives in Ireland, she's going to be coming. And so it'll be just like, very female magic centered trip. Um, nice. And also shout out to Faye Presto, who's a magician in London. I, um, she, Oh my God, she's great. So I went to, um, Europe last year and I went to the magic circle Mm -hmm. by myself and I met Faye Presto and she totally changed my life and she let me stay at her place. I met her that night because my dad was snoring in the hotel room and I had to sleep in the bathroom and I was like really upset and she's like oh you could just stay at my place so I stayed at her place and then she like was totally became a mentor of mine I uh went with her to a restaurant to do strolling magic she took me to um magic shops all around town and introduced me to female magicians and I love how the magic world is so small that I can just sleep on Mm -hmm. magicians couches and and Especially, yeah, it's, I don't know, something about being, like, a female magician, it's, like, a sisterhood for life. Um, yes, it's a, it's it's very, like, a tight-knit community, and so then if you are one of the few girls, like, you tend to, you know, in a short period of time, I think, start meeting many of them. Yeah. Which, are you going to be at Magic Live this year? Yes, I am. Simone and I are... I'll be girl. there, too, so we'll... Oh, yes! We'll meet in person! Yay! Oh, my God, that's really exciting! Oh, that's really yeah. exciting! Great. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. I was there last year, and the year before that, I helped Katie Sikolsky run Registrar. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, did you go to yeah. Chris, Chris Kenner's party? Not so... Not this last year, but two years ago, I did. Oh, Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It felt like the entire convention was there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This this last year, when was it? Was Chris? No, Chris Kenner's party's not on the last night, is it? It's on the second to last night. Um, right? I don't even remember. I just remember it being one of the best nights of my life because um, it was just like so magic heavy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we okay. So I was with my brother. And at one point, I think it was on the last night, because we had missed Chris Kenner's party, but then on the last night after, like, the, like, celebration, you know, that they have. Yeah. Um, we went down to, like, a bar, and, um, 
Daniel Garcia was performing Magic, and so we got to watch him perform and hang out with him and hang out with Chad Long. He's, like, probably one of my favorites, and I'm still trying to track him down and make him do an interview with me. Got to get him on. Yeah, so that was really cool. By the way, for those We'll definitely have to hang out. Yes. (laughs) For those of you listening, uh, Chris, Chris Kenner is David Copperfield's producer, if you don't know who David Copperfield is, then you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but probably true. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be impressive if someone got to this point in the podcast not knowing who he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to see you and hang out. And I, yeah, that's great. I, I love this small world. And where in Florida do you live, by the way? Do you live near Disney World? I live in Jacksonville. I did used to, I used to live in Orlando. Um, I was there for two years while I got my master's, but Orlando was terrible. So I am now back in Jacksonville, which is my hometown. Okay. So it's kind of probably like Orange County. I don't like it at all, but the only good thing about it is Disneyland uh, for me. (laughs) um, Yeah. That is good for some people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I bet LA is probably very busy and crazy. Yeah. By the way, if, if my parents are listening to this, I love Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. No, I had, I had a I good think, upbringing, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have time for just one last question. Great. I'm okay. The last question, though, I don't know. It seems like. You can tell me if you want to answer this or not. This is a lot. This is kind of like a long-winded question. So you could just, if you want to like brush over it, that's fine. It's So someone said, I don't think people teach how to handle your audience enough. Like who to pick for routines, hecklers, unexpected events. So like audit, audience management in general, which obviously we could spend like probably an hour talking about audience management. Um, Do you have will... like... Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> okay, I will say this. Um, so I have uh, recently started learning children's magic, uh, children's party magic, because I want to eventually supplement my income with magic. Uh, so mm-hmm. moms like to pay for their kids to have, you know, mm-hmm. to have a good time. So um, I started reading Seriously Silly, which is Silly Billy's um, book on ki- uh, kids' magic. And that book okay. is perfect, and I think it teaches not only um, management on kids, I think kids are the most difficult audience, but it's also Mm -hmm. like, he compares it to um, kids being like drunk people, like, you know, drunk adults. (laughs) Um, I think my advice to whoever asked that is just read Seriously Silly. It's not even about um, technique or the effects, really. It's about how to handle kids from different ages because kids are the worst hecklers. They're always like, oh, I know how you did that or I know that trick. And, um, before I read it, I used to get really upset by it, but now, um, I, I, you know, I know how to handle it. And if an example is like, if the kid's like, oh, I know how to do that. I'm like, well, that's great. And then that means that you're, you know, there's even more magic to, you know, cause you know it too. And it's going to work even better or something like that. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, my advice, my quick advice is just read that book and it will help, I think, with everything and it teaches the psychology of, of performing to kids. And if you can perform for a kid's audience, you're good to perform for any audience. They're so difficult. Because yeah. with kids, yeah. magic 
is everywhere. It's like, it's like what yeah. you do isn't that magical. It's like if you turn on a TV, that's magical. It's more about the presentation and, uh, you know, being funny or just, you know, having that character. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my advice to whoever's, you know, I, I don't even know if you're asking for advice, but yeah, that's no, that, I was, I was, I, I want your advice. And I, I like that. I like that recommendation. I think it's also kind of such a random one. I don't think that might be, that might not be someone's first go-to. So I like it and I think people should read it. Yes. And now I kind of want to check it out because I'm like, this is so random. I gotta, I gotta see what this is all about. It's <laughs> such, I mean, it's such a good book just on every, not even for magic, just on how to handle people. Yeah. For mm-hmm. public speaking or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sitting down and doing this podcast with me. Of course. <laughs> it was nice to meet you virtually, and I can't wait to meet you in person. We'll take a photo together, and it'll be amazing. And yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.